So the more you communicate with someone and the more you provide content and information to them and the more they realize that they can relate to you, which is also important. Because a lot of people stop at providing content and information, but then that creates Instagrams that are, look at me, look at me, I sell real estate, I know interest rates, right? But they forget to do the personal shit that makes people relate to you, right? Put in the time and understand that this is a relationship business. People who are going to work with you, we all know the saying, if they know, like, and trust you. You're listening to the number one real estate podcast in the world, where we talk with the real estate professionals all across North America about their wins, losses, lessons, stories, help you win in your local market today. My name is Cody from Sheridan Street. I'm joined with Vikram of the Real Estate Sales Academy. Vikram, what is happening, man? We're just chilling out in Medellin. you have any fun plans happening this weekend? Are we doing anything exciting? Are we actually going to hang out or are you going to uh, not... uh, I got, I got a, I got a couple dates this weekend. Which oh, uh, you do, yeah. you do. That's exciting. Yeah, I got, I got at least one date. Um, it might be two. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a uh, 20 mile, 3,000 foot climb tomorrow on the bike, and it's just basically you leave my house and you just go up. You just go straight, straight up. There is no, there is no down. It is all up. And uh, we'll do that in the morning, and then we'll come home, and we're gonna crush out like three interviews. I got to I got to uh, replace one of my admins. She's uh, got some things going on personally. So we're uh, we're working to replace her uh, and then find her a new role that works with her life. So tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's like a packed day, dude. Like there's there's like no white spots on my calendar to like 2.33. So I'm, 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 yeah, it is what it is, right? You're just a busy guy. You're just a busy guy. I'm just trying to be cool like you, bro, with that fancy background, those those gold gold medallions in your back and whatnot fancy furniture you know i try i try you, you need it you need to get the key to your uh you need to tell your airbnb host to give you the key to that recording studio that i know it's pretty sick like uh, you know we the last sick. time there's, we were there's a full-on recording studio in your house like how do you not have the key to that very sad you know we we could go and record some music together i was gonna i was thinking more like i was gonna put my feet up for only fan oh it's exciting you know that's uh that'll bring yeah, you some money I got good feet. I can. I mean, I'm barefoot now. You want to see them? They're nice. I'm. I'm quite all right. You keep your feet to yourself. But hey, uh, hey, David, you want to? You want to see my feet, bro? Listen, man. I. I look. I've as as bear. Bear. Do you want to see my feet, bear? <laughs> Listen, as a coach, I. Uh, I figured out how to alleviate some of your day tomorrow. Like you could just cancel that whole fucking bicycle ride because that's ridiculous. <laughs> you just said like I was in until you said up, up, and then there's more up, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm listening to you make fun of Cody's furniture. And I like Cody's furniture, actually. You're standing in front of the fucking Everglades. It's right behind you. Bro, I like Cody's furniture. I, li- I like Cody's furniture. I mean, it's not as cool as my background. If you guys are no, listening, you, you should go on YouTube and watch because this shit's pretty sick. But Cody's is good, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a close second. Mother Nature hanging out with him. <laughs> Let's introduce you, David. Uh, we got a we got a really cool guest, David Kurz. Um we met, I think, on Facebook a couple of years ago. Uh, David's out of South Florida, the Miami area. He's got a team, does some coaching. Uh, you know, he 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 might have a profile on Grinder. I don't know, but it's possible. David, hey man, welcome to the podcast. I'm super pumped to have you. You're you're a dope dude. You you're always throwing out great great content on you on social. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, keep it to like under 17 minutes, and uh, we'll jam from there. 
All right, so I wrote this bio. Hold on, how many pages is it? Oh, it's, it's on his iPad. He's scrolling. Got, Cody, did you did he did did, did he not get the email about like I I didn't approve this, but pages are pages are old school. No, <laughs> listen, man, I um I'm a born and bred, raised New Yorker. Um, I moved to Florida after nine years in the Marine Corps, and I moved I moved to Florida with no idea what I was going to do with myself. Uh, because I was a weapons specialist, armor and shooting coach in the Marine Corps for almost a decade. So, you know, my options were limited to like bloods, crips and the police department. Right. And so you just don't know if they got bloods and crips in Miami, but I, th- I think that's like, I would have found them, you know what I mean? And, um, and I was, I had this regular job and my cousin was in mortgages and she's like, you should get into real estate. And I got into real estate and I fell in love with it. And, um, man, I just busted my ass part time until I could move into my new real estate position and leave my job job. Right. And, uh, there's more to it, but I'm trying to dumb it down, obviously. And I've been in real estate ever since. So now I'm in real estate 18 years. I've been coaching for the last decade. Um, I'm going super heavy on the coaching right now. That's massive focus that we have as a, as a company and as a business. Um, yeah, man. So pushing forward out here in South Florida. So so let's jam on this, man. Um, Cody, Sharon, myself, Dustin, old father. We we all we all we all talk about the same thing, and it's how do we get more agents, more critical education that they can actually utilize easily and bite sized in this economy? Because I don't know what you guys have seen, but you're either you're either winning and you're crushing it, or it seems like the other spectrum you're just getting killed. Maybe maybe the people that are like in the middle you know, that are kind of like status quo. Maybe they're not reaching out to me, but I'm either getting people that are crushing it and they're like, oh my God, I want to, I, I, I can see why having more skills is going to take me to the next level. I learned one little thing and my business switched or they're on the other side. Like they're one day away from going so broke that they're like, well, now we need to change. But for those people, it's, it's too late, man. I just, that's a trick question because I could tell you all kinds of great systems that we can put in front of them. But right. the real answer is personal desire to do something with themselves, right? With, what do you mean by that? If, if there are if there are people killing it in the industry still, and not everyone's hungry, then that means there's still opportunity to do something. And what's happening with the lower half is that they are not putting in the work to educate mm-hmm. themselves, to shift with the market, to understand what's happening, to learn short sales, to figure out what an REO is to understand what it means to help somebody who doesn't have equity in their home, to help somebody move out of their house, to help somebody go into a new place, how to market themselves, how to get in front of people, how to have conversations, scripted conversations. Like people aren't putting enough work. Let me not say people because real estate agents, some, some people, some real estate agents aren't. Yeah. So, so the majority, 90%, 90%. Let's face it. The other day I heard this statistics. I was at a conference there was another speaker up. He said 1.6 million agents in the country now. We've lost a lot of agents, right? Since since the change in, in environment. In the I think it was what, like 2 million at one point? Yeah, it was 1.9 at one point. I think we hit 1.9 and now we're 1.6. And check this out. NAR statistic, 1.3 million of the 1.6 have only done four deals in the last 12 months. Now, I don't know about you. When you were selling real estate, I couldn't survive on four deals. One a quarter? How do you pay your bills? How do you eat? But well, you don't eat like we were eating, bro. I could tell you that. <laughs> no, you know, and so just just for numbers, just for numbers, one point three have done less than four deals. One yeah. and three hundred thousand have done more. Yeah, just did the math on it. It's eighty one percent of real estate agents. It's the eighty twenty rule. Like the eighty twenty rule. You know, it's, it's funny. To live. 
it's funny because, hey, you know, that was one of the hardest things for my brain to click on when I came out of the military. Because in the Marine Corps, we call it the 10% rule. But it's different. 90% of the people are doing the work and there's a 10% right. just fucking shitbirds, right? And like, you got to either whip them into shape or send or kick them out of the military. And so out here in the civilian world, because people have it so damn good, so great. So good. Mm-hmm. Out here in the civilian world, 80% of the people are not putting in the work. 20% of people are dominating 90% of the market. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to tackle something around mindset because I think that, you know, you it's very different going to like getting shot at and uh you know selling real estate. I think it's a lot easier to sell real estate <laughs> than get shot at. Right, so so but like check this out, but check this out. I'll give you this. Now that you said that, right? Because that's yeah. that's a really great comparison. However, here's the thing though. Both positions put food on the table, right? So when I left to the military, it wasn't because I wanted to be G.I. Joe. It was because I wanted to learn how to look like a G.I. Joe, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I appreciate you. But <laughs> I'll be here all day. That's going on my grinder profile now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pants over here, dude. I need a new microphone. I just need water everywhere. The orange wear, microphone looks like I can't. Hey, let's see. You didn't know what you were getting into with them jokes. I, I kind of, I kind of did. I told Cody. I, I'm like, oh, cool, but okay. Sorry. Go back. I'm gonna shut up. So you know, when I people join the military mostly for necessity, and there's a small percentage of people that join the military out of tradition, right? And so. Necessity. Think about that for a minute. I was 20 years old. I had a daughter. I was married. We didn't have shit for furniture. And so I had to do what I had to do to make some money and do my thing. Right. And so both exactly the same. Right. It's survival of the fittest. Right. And then I had to do really well in the military if I wanted to earn rank. Right. Because you earn it. You earn your position in the military, right? Out here in the real world, you are rewarded with a paycheck. Fuck the trophies and all this shit out here. You know, fuck this and fuck the trophies. I don't know what you're showing us, bro. You're too far, but I, th- I think they're accolades, correct? Is that is that what it was? Yeah, it's the money and it was some- <laughs> it's like ten. It's like ten k in cash. <laughs> so it just you know <laughs> that kind of stuff right there. Yeah, it's great. You know, I, I pat me on the back. I know some people need that, but what the real reward is. Putting money in the bag so you can buy some freedoms. I'm I'm guessing you didn't always have this perspective, or maybe you did. Um, but like the necessity, and we me and Sharon had this conversation before about raising your minimum standard. When you raise your minimum standard, people just generally think differently, they produce differently. Like, how does somebody that might be kind of down in the dumps right now, pull themselves out of the shitty situation that they're in, which I think that the vast majority of people in the U.S. right now are feel might probably feel like they're in a shitty situation. Inflation's through the roof. The interest rates are high. Like the common everyday thing, everyday perspective of like the government has me pinned to the ground. I can't get my my head above water. Like I, I find that like people in the military generally have a different perspective and people that come from the military or people that are successful have a different perspective. They look towards the future. What, how, how do we get people to shift perspective so that they can even produce for their. So let's, let's start with the very beginning of something that every one of them needs to know the, what they're going through right now, that feeling of depression, the feeling of inadequacy, the feeling of incapability is a normal human trait. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just in a bad spot right now, right? And I think once somebody can understand that 
every human goes through. The billionaires, the millionaires, the rock stars, the Tony Robbins, they all suffer at some point from being in a bad spot, right? And so, and and as, and hey, newsflash, the more successful you become, the more bad spots happen, right? And the more successful you become, the bigger your target becomes, the more you're targeted by other people, the more lawsuits happen, the more bad shit happens. What you have to do as a human being is flip the switch and see what is good so that you can step out of your own way. What's good in my life right now? How can I understand what if if you are sitting in a house depressed with the TV on and a spouse next to you just as sad as you, you need to look at that and go, oh shit, I have a house, a TV, cable, Netflix, and a beautiful wife or spouse. And and step out of your own way and then go, okay. I need to find a mentor or I need to find a coach or I need to watch some YouTube or I need to listen to this podcast or I need to do something that is going to help me on a daily basis step into the right mindset every morning. Listen, by the way, I still do this. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is find something great to listen to, whether it's on YouTube or a podcast or whatever, whether it's, you know, some mornings I feel like I need motivational talk. Some mornings I just want to hear political shit like Ben Shapiro you know, another morning, you know, another morning I want to hear, you know, somebody screaming in the background from the stage. You are great. You can do it. You know, like it's just, you know, some mornings I want to listen to coaches who are way ahead of me talk about things that are trending in the real estate market. Like just being able to listen and being able to understand and being able to learn on a daily basis will help me adapt. And then the other part is just do the work, right? Like I wrote a book called uh, The Blueprint. And so you know, we created this blueprint for people to make money in this industry, right? And then, so I would ask people, I'd be like, hey man, you know, so, you know, did you like the book? Oh, I love the book, David. So what'd you do with it? Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time people would be like, crickets. Like they couldn't answer that question. And so that led me to writing my second book called Take Action. I realized like you need to be told to go do it, right? Like, and so I think that's the the next biggest piece besides stepping out of your own way. You don't become a professional learner. Learn every day, but don't become a professional learner, which means all you do is learn and you never do anything with it, right? Actually take action and put it to work. There's simple things, dude. Like, let's be real. Making two hours of phone calls a day, going to knock on doors. Those are free, right? Uh, get- Bro, you don't, you, you don't even have to do the hard work anymore. Like, it, 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 it. Feeds us to amaze me. So our last host, uh, our last guest was uh, my buddy from the 5 a.m. club. And, you know, like he's a marketing guy. He's like, dude, be, you be, what I tell client, he's a marketing guy. He he sells marketing services as one of his business. And he says, what I tell agents before we take them on as a client, because I don't need failures, I need successes. Otherwise, they're going to badmouth me, is right. open up your hood. Let's see what your business can handle. And before we start putting in leads, let's see if there's any hidden gaps in your processes that's going to cause these leads that we put in there to not be converted, right? Like, and, and you're right. There are ways. There are ways to not do the hard work. There are marketing opportunities out there that will put leads right in front of you. Well, what, what he said was systems and process. Well, what he said was, and, and I want to cut you off, um, but he said before they go out and they start getting cold traffic. He's like, I would like to see what they, and, and, and Cody can quote, I'm, I'm probably misquoting him, um, but it's before you go spend money, why don't you go see what it's like to go message 300 people, 400 people, a thousand people over the course of a couple of weeks online and see if you actually want to talk to people that you don't really know from an online lead. Because you could go out and spend $10,000, you get a ton of leads, 
And you could do absolutely nothing with it because that's not your niche that you should be focused on. But then I put a camera in front of you and I'm like, hey, go talk about why you love your community. Oh my God, I love Miami because of blah. Holy shit. What do you hate about Miami? Bam, 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 bam. Holy shit. You are a YouTube sensation. Right. So so to piggyback on what you're saying, because I want to get back to what Katie Cody asked. So, you know, what you're saying is 100% true. And what you're saying should be put in place for someone who's ready for that, who's got the systems. Someone who's sitting in a depressed position with no business and no money needs to get in front of pe- as many people as they can by the phone or in person. Doing marketing at that point is a lot of these folks, they're going to, they're still home, first of all. So they're still going to be in their swell, right? The other part is they're hoping that business will come to them. And then their inadequacy in having that conversation will oftentimes from, come from the lack of time spent having conversations with. Like if you would have interviewed me 10 years ago, I wouldn't be this active and this aggressive and this excited with this much information. This is fast forward 10 years. This is doing this 10,000 times, right? And so I personally feel that if you are sitting in a state of depression, in a state of non-income, not knowing how you're going to put the next plate on the table, you need to go speak to as many people as possible. This is a people business. It's a relationship. Business. Yeah, man. Like too many agents, like it, it, I don't know what you're seeing, excuse me, um, but like we get agents, right? I, I had a guy that he left my program. He's like, you didn't teach me how to get now business. I was like, well, first off, you showed up to one out of four calls, right? So like you you put in 25% of the effort. I would say you're 50% a better communicator now than you were three months ago when, when you joined us, right? But if you only put in the minimum effort, don't expect the maximum results. And I was like, and, and like, what is now business? He's like buyers and sellers that are motivated to take action now. I said, do you think that a buyer or a seller is just sitting there waiting for you to call them one day after they've been talking to David or they've been talking to a Cody that's being educated, nurtured, taught, gone through the process? I said, now buyers come because you built a pipeline. And when you consistently focus on a pipeline, God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, is going to reward you because they see you putting in the work and they're going to throw you a cookie. Hey, you've been working really hard, David. I see you. I appreciate you, bro. I'm going to give you a now buyer. I'm going to give you a really easy like, hey, we saw the house. We just don't know how to write an offer. We're scared. We don't know the legalities. Boom, it's in your lap. And it's only after you put in the thousands of hours of real work, nurturing and creating and helping other people. So like when... When, when people say these things like now buyers, motivated sellers, because I know there are now buyers out there, if you know how to communicate with them, and I know there's people out there that are still motivated to sell, they just don't have the full scenario. So if you educate them, they're like, oh, well, I guess, I guess it does make sense for us to sell, even though we have a crazy low interest rate, like right. we're not getting any younger. So when you're coaching your clients or you're coaching your team and they get the objections, right? Like, Hey, we only want the now client. David, just send us the now client. What? How are you? How are you coaching them, or how did you coach them so that they don't say that? Man, so similarly to the way that you were discussing it right now, I discussed the multiple avenues of approach. Right? There's social media. There's door knocking. There's postcards. There's events. There's networking. There's so many different avenues of approach. Right. And so what I asked him to do is I want you to choose three to four avenues of approach that you know you can commit to. Then we talk about the 18 minute for a little while and we go, 
if you do something 18 minutes a day, every day for the next six months, you'll see results from it, right? And so if we took 18 minutes a day in the morning and we took one hour and dissected and we said, hey, for 18 minutes, you're going to work on some social media posts. For the next 18 minutes, you're going to work on an email campaign that goes out today. For the next 18 minutes, you're going to write three ha- three handwritten notes. And for the next 18 minutes, you're going to send out five gratitude text messages. Could that turn around and come back to you in a different fashion, right? And then in your afternoon, if you've got no appointments, you're knocking on doors or you're making phone calls or whatever the case is. I prefer phone calls in the morning because we say our MMAs or money-making activities are done in the morning, right? And so, you know, what I say to them is put in the time and understand that this is a relationship business. People who are going to work with you, we all know the saying, if they know, like, and trust you, right? And so the more you communicate with someone and the more you provide content and information to them, and the more they realize that they can relate to you, which is also important. Because a lot of people stop at providing content and information, but then that creates Instagrams that are, look at me, look at me, I sell real estate, I know interest rates, right? But they forget to do the personal shit that makes people relate to you, right? Like, I ride motorcycles, who ride motorcycles relate to me. I like going to the beach, people who like the beach relate to me, right? Like, that shit works, you know? I've got kids, so people who have kids relate to me, you know? Uh, you live in Medellin. I want to visit. We're relating. Like, you know what I mean? Come on down, bro. Got, got, got a beautiful bedroom with your name on it. So go for it, Cody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Our Agent Podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. If you could do us a quick favor, we don't monetize this. All we ask is that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It helps us reach more real estate agents with great information on how they can win in their local market today. If you go over to iTunes, leave us a quick review, write up something quickly. That would mean the world to Vikram and I. Let's hop into the show. Yeah, no, I'm like, I, I'm curious because you you mentioned earlier mentors and you mentioned mentioned earlier getting around people that can help you get to where you want to go and i think that a lot of people immediately think of coaching which is great but like how do you how have you fostered in an environment in which you thrive not just with mentors but with people around you locally because i think a lot of people like struggle with that they're like oh i don't have anyone in my local market in order to sit down and chat with that you know, like that I trust that would help me get to where I want to go because everyone in my office is like, you know, they're just, they're worried about themselves. Like, how would you, how would you coach an agent that is saying, Hey, I want to do this, but I'm not sure where to find the mentorship in order to help me get to where I want to go. So first I'll start in the importance of mentorship. I think our, our, our youth has forgotten what mentorship is because it's just so easy to do something. Let's be real. It's super easy to get a real estate license, right? And then right after you get your brand spanking new real estate license that doesn't even have the ink dry on it, you go to Instagram and write top producing real estate agent, right? And so, so you know, a luxury agent, no luxury top producer. Yep. The and then, that mean? Yeah. And then there's nothing to back it up. You have no knowledge. There's no, there's nothing there, right? And so I always tell people, listen, you you know, I wish I could turn back time. I wish I could go 18 years back and tell my my new agent self, find the best damn team and just join them. If they say no, show up the next day and show up the next day, pick up their fucking laundry, bring them coffee, shine their fucking shoes, whatever you got to do to be on that team and get accepted 
and then work your way to showing properties for them and work your way to hosting open houses for them and work your, be mentored for at least a year. Should I do it for two years? Because it's not like they're going to make you shine shoes for two years. If you put in the work by the second year, you'll be hosting listings and you'll be hosting buyers and you'll be working, right? The amount of knowledge that you would gain from a top producing involved team, because not all top producing teams want to mentor people, right? So find the right team it would be astronomical. I mean, I'd be 10 steps ahead right now with that, right? And so that's what we try to foster that type of environment. But now it's so much easier than it was 18 years ago. There's a billion teams out there. Everybody wants to build a team. A lot of great teams didn't exist like they do now. It was all the solo model. It wasn't a thing, right? And then before everybody wanted to keep their shit a secret. Now you can just Google it and find out what people are doing, right? So it's not, we live in a different world. And so there are opportunities today for you to go to Facebook and join groups that provide massive information. There are opportunities today. I believe that you never stop being a mentee. You just change mentor, right? There'll always be somebody in your life that's going to help you push forward. And so right now, the people in my life are way ahead of me. Like the people that are that I consider to be mentors in my life, they're way ahead of me and I'm doing pretty fucking good, you know? And so these guys don't charge me anything. These I just, I stay involved. If they call me and they say, hey man, I am doing a conference here and this and that. Can you fly here and speak for me? I'm on a plane paying my own hotel, doing what I got to do to be surrounded by the right people. You can go because to that. Because, because to you, bro, you know that by being in proximity to those cats, it's an absolute investment and it's cheap because if you had to get like people, people always say, Oh, Vic, you spent a lot of money to be around Tony Robbins. How much time did you spend with him? I'm like, maybe an hour max outside of the event. Why'd you pay? I said, because the other people that spent $75,000 just to go to his events and you got to pay airfare and hotel and this and that. And then you ain't going to go to some shitty restaurants. So you're going to spend 200 bucks a night at restaurants, this and that, and like $150,000 for a year of being a part of Tony. Well, guess who else is around you? Other people that could afford to be around that ecosystem. That's what people miss out on. It's not about Tony. It's about it's the ecosystem. It's about the ecosystem Tony attracts. And you want to be a part of that ecosystem, right? Yep. And so, yes, I know some people listening right now are going, I can't do 75 grand. That's cool. That's Total. cool. Go to a conference, pay 99 bucks to be general admission, find the right people doing the right things, create a relationship with them, walk away, find out what they're doing next, let them know if they need you for anything, you're there for them, drive wherever you need to drive, do what you have, whatever you need to do. Bro, you, you know what I did when I was uh, when I was a new agent and I got into it full time? I found the best agent and I started going and talking to her. I was, dude, I had a couple sales under my belt because I was flipping houses, just selling our own flips and like our friend's houses. Right. So I was just like, I just got my license to save the 3% because I, I saw what our previous agent did. I'm like, we paid this guy $32,000 for, for, for he, he, he missed eight showings. Literally like I was going to the house to fix the deck and there's people out front and I'm like, Hey, can I help you guys? They're like, Oh yeah, we're just waiting for our realtor. I was like, who's your realtor? They're like, Darren. I'm like, Darren, where the fuck are you at, bro? He's like, Oh, I got busy, man. I was smoking a joint. I'm like, fuck dude. Fuck man. So I got my license. And I saw, because I saw how shitty he was doing and how much he was making. I'm like, dude, if this idiot's making 150 grand, I can make 500. And yeah. I went into all the agents, right? I just went into the MLS and I searched by volume. Yeah. Who's the top agent in my market? Guess what? Her office was a mile away from her. I just went in there. I'm like, hey, I'm a new agent. I was dressed to the nines. I was in a suit, tie, looked good, smelled good. 
right? Hair was done. I came correct. I had a notebook. I was ready to learn. I said, hey, you know, I see you have a lot of listings. I'm not at the level, but maybe I can shadow you and your team on a couple of open houses. And then if you guys have a lot of open houses, I could be like your filler. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 you'll, you'll know me at some point, but not now. And she started laughing and she goes, all right, show up tomorrow at this time. I got there half an hour early. She's like, all right. And she mentored me and we co-listed properties together. I got my biggest client from one of her open houses. Like I could call her whenever I want. I wasn't on her team though, David. I didn't make her any money. I eventually joined her brokerage, but she was my mentor. And there was another cat next door to me, Art Whittlesley. Same thing. We, we, we would do our Indian lunch every month. We would go to lunch, Indian food. I'd bring my notebook and I would just write the whole time. He would drive and I would just write notes. That's awesome, man. I used to tell people, yo, find people and buy them coffee. Yeah. Right. I am people and buy the coffee. Hey man, what would it take for me to have a cup of coffee at some point? You know, I just want to pick your brain a little bit and just, oh my God, soak in the energy, you know? And and, and here's it. Be of service, man. Be of yeah. service, you know? And, and that's the thing. Like whenever he needed anything, because our offices were next door. So I, we had a paper mache wall. He's like, oh, you know, I could show you the property and I just jump in. I put a little sticky note on his desk. I'm like, yo, Art, I can help you. He's like, oh yeah, cool. Thanks. And I don't have to you know, find somebody to go show my listings while I'm out of town on my fishing trip with my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Not rocket science people, but you got to, you got to put in work. You got to show up. Find, and find mentors. And, and believe it or not, so, so many high level producing people, um, are pretty giving. They've gotten there because they, they provide, uh, of and service back to the community. Right. And so, so, you know, they'd be happy to help you out. So, so they're not going to search for you. But if you search for them, yeah. and, and here's the other thing, if you're in an office with top producers and you know that those people come into the office early, if they see your car there for a month, they're going to start saying, hey, man, what's what's changed? I don't yeah. know. I heard this podcast, Vic and David and Cody said, get to the office at 6 a.m., be the first one in. We started doing it. We don't know what we're doing here, but guess yeah. what? When people see you show up, they're going to be like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing from six to nine here? Like what? I don't know. Well, let me help you. Like, let me... They're, they're, they will find you if you show up. But if you're in your house, and like Cody asked the question earlier, if you're in your house, you're a little depressed, you're a little scared, you're fearful, right? Get out of your house. Just go to the office. Be there from seven in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon. Your it's business. The, it's the change your environment. Like there's two, like you two ways to upgrade your life. You either change your environment, you change the people that are around it. And two very easy things to do. Now, David, like, you know, kind of wrapping up with one final question here. I'm, I'm really curious what is working currently right now. What What is your most profitable channel um, when it comes to selling real estate right now? And what are you guiding your team towards doubling down this year? Like what's working in the market today that's yielding the highest amount of results? Um, Man, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, first of all, let me break that down into two parts. One, um, for everyone that's listening, whatever you decide to do consistently and more than anybody else is going to work, right? And so, you know, in South Florida, we got almost 60,000 real estate agents in South Florida, not Florida, South Florida. And so when you look at that, you think there's a lot of competition. The truth is there isn't. All you got to do is be really good at something often and and they'll get attention. Two things that I'm doing right now. One, I am going, I'm doubling down on relationships right now. Like, I swear to you, this is the craziest thing. You probably never had anybody say this before, but I am doubling down on relationships. I am traveling if I need to. 
I'm having coffee with people in fucking Austin, Texas, if I have to. Like, I am doubling down on these relationships because when you do that, those relationships introduce you to new relationships. And then when you double down on those, those introduce you to potential buyers and sellers because you're the first person they think of. Because you're the one who flew from Miami, Florida to Austin, Texas to go to dinner with them and flew back to Miami just to solidify a relationship. And that goes a really long way. And for the folks that are listening and go, I can't fly like that, blah, blah, blah. Jump in a car, ride a motorcycle, take a train, ride the bus. I don't give a fuck. Figure it out, right? If you really buy one of my bikes, figure it out. Yeah, and go uphill for like hours. And then, <laughs> and then the next thing I think we're doing is we've changed the way that our advertising. Um, so uh, the majority of real estate agents do Facebook ads and Instagram ads. You're pointing them right to their MLS search website. And um, and and that MLS search website prompts this person to sign in and the person signs in and they get a lead, right? Uh, we're switching that around a little bit. And so we're getting, we're building funnels that are helping people out. So we're creating funnels that help people out by giving them a PDF on how to prepare their house for sale or you know, 10 things to do to prepare to become a buyer in this market, or, you know, 10 tips on getting the best mortgage or 10 tips on finding the right agent. Right. And so we create these downloadables, but we collect their information in the process. And then we push them to the next piece where we give them a video explaining to them, you know, the PDF that we just sent them and we give them an opportunity to set a Zoom meeting. And then, it, and then after they set a Zoom meeting with us, they're allowed to go to the and so we've already gathered all the information. So they get the, they send us their information so they can download. Now we have it so we can create massive and accountable follow-up. Uh, they, if they set up a Zoom, then we've got them on the schedule. So we know that. And we already know that if they set up the Zoom, they were able to get to the property site. And so we're getting less leads, but we're getting more qualified. And so we suggest that. I, I love that. And I and I love the education. And it's like part of the reason why Vikram and I have been chatting a lot about this lately, about indoctrinating. It's like, if you could indoctrinate the buyer from, this is why brand, everyone listen to this, this is why brand is so important. This is why fame is the most efficient business model because of the indoctrination, even of the language that, you know, Somebody like a Ryan Serhant or somebody like a Glenda Baker uses language, you know. Yeah. And I love, I love the fact that you're doing that. Somebody will want to reach you. They want to, they want to figure, they want to learn more about David. They want to learn more about what you're doing, what you're up to. Where is the best place that we can send them to have a conversation with you? Maybe it's an agent to agent referral. Maybe it's a, I want. Maybe it's a, I want to hop on on a plane and come to South Florida. Where's the best place they can? reach I would love that. I am a coffee fanatic, by the way. Just FYI. Okay. After 5 p.m., my coffee looks a lot like Scott. All right. So <laughs> very easy way to find me. Go to this website, followcurshere.com. That's it. Go to followcurs, K-U-R-Z, here.com. Followcurshere.com. On that site, it'll lead you to every single thing about me. My, my online academy, setting an appointment with me one-on-one, going to my social media platforms, like everything is on there. Go to followcurshere.com. Bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you Money. for uh, taking the time to chat with us today. Uh, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Our Agent Podcast. We'll see you soon.